0: Thank you for joining us today. Today, I want to start out by asking you a question. If the end of the world was to start to unfold, biblical prophecy will start to unfold next week, are you prepared? Do you know enough of end-time prophecy to understand the sequence of events that would come to pass? Could you speak to it well enough to tell people ahead of time so that those people could trust, build faith, and ultimately compi- commit their life to the Lord? You know, whether it's this generation or a future generation, there is a generation that will have to deal with that and will have to answer those questions. They'll be faced with that. Today, I want to discuss end-time prophecy, specifically the mark of the beast and the number 666. And prophecy is something that I'm very, extremely, extremely passionate about. I believe that it shows the love, the mercy, and the character of our Lord and Savior. You see, the Lord gives us prophecy as a way to build our faith. To be prepared. The Lord tells us that so that we are prepared for His coming. He gives us prophecy in the same way that we can provide revelation, that we can can talk to other people, that we can ultimately help them build their faith so that they can commit themselves to the Lord. But prophecy is not made to scare Christians. Sometimes biblical prophecy provides a lot of anxiety or fear in people, and that is not of the Lord. He tells us this to prepare us, to build our faith, to draw us closer to him so that we can have joy in the coming of the Lord. You know, in the 90s, in the late 90s, my wife Carrie and I attended ministry training. And I remember specifically, uh, and this was was so, built such a passion in me for biblical prophecy. When I looked at the Bible and I looked how big it was, it, there was a revelation to me that God has so much to tell us. There's so many things he wants to say. I mean, I was blown away by that. And then I learned that more than 25% of the Bible is prophecy. Some fulfilled, some yet to be fulfilled. And God so wanted us to know what he was going to do. What his his architectural plan is for the from now through the end to the returning of our lord and savior jesus christ it was just amazing to me it was amazing that he cared and loved us enough that he wanted us to know these things and before i get into the topic of the mark of the beast and the, the number 666 I, I want to give a little bit of a, a backstory here to to this prophecy and where these prophecies come from and there's there's all kinds of end time prophecies throughout the entire Bible. I mean, Ezekiel, Daniel, the Book of Revelation. Uh, today, we're specifically talking about the Book of Revelation. It is, it is a revelation that was given to John the Apostle, the, one of the 12 disciples of Jesus. This is somebody that walked with Jesus, that understood his teaching firsthand. And while there is some speculation In latter times of who wrote the book of Revelation, it is fairly clear that from second century writers, uh, historians, scholars, uh, they all are in agreement that John the Apostle is the one that wrote the book of Revelation. We'll start with today, and when we look at end-time prophecy, there is so much here. This is this is only the tip of the iceberg. In the coming weeks, we will talk more about end time prophecy and other prophecies uh, that come. I, I want to build kind of a structure here before we dive into this one specific part. Is when we talk about end time prophecy, there is a uh, a seven year time period that happens. There is a uh, what prophecy shows us as a signing of a treaty with Israel and its surrounding in the surrounding countries. And this starts a seven-year period of of time where the Antichrist uh, does the things that are laid out in the book of Revelation. And it ends with the coming, the second coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, where you have this ultimate battle between good and evil. And there's a lot of different things that happen throughout this. But when we talk about the mark of the beast, the first thing some people may say, beast, who is the beast? Well, the Bible talks about there being this beast or the Antichrist. It is this individual that will come on the world scene. It is this person that will create this treaty with Israel, with its surrounding neighbors. It is also the same person that will make a foothold to create a one-world currency, a one-world government, a one-world faith. This is somebody that will, for all intensive purposes, lead the world uh, and become this one world leader. So this the Bible uses the word beast or antichrist and this is someone that is ultimately leading people away from the Lord. Now, we do understand and do know that at some point during this 7-year period this person will be will be taken over. It will be the devil incarnate in this person. This person the devil will take possession of this person's body and ultimately his whole his whole purpose is to lead people astray, to lead people away from Christ. Now you may say, mark of the beast, who would ever take the mark of the beast? Who's ever going to trust or believe or have faith in the devil? That sounds ridiculous. And then we must remember the Bible is telling us this is the devil, but this is not what the devil will come. This is not the card or the hand that he will He will not come into this saying, I am the devil, worship me. He will come being everything that we would hope and want in the world. As we know, the world lies to us about all kinds of things. Well, if you just do this, you'll feel better. And that little feel better might, might make us feel better for a moment, but then it could destroy our lives. All the lies that the world tells us. He's going to come providing a hope He's going to come trying to provide everything that you want, but ultimately it would be destruction. That will be the deceptive plan of the devil. Today we'll start in Revelation 13, verse 16 through 18. It says, He required everyone, small and great, he being the Antichrist, rich and poor, free and slave, to be given a mark on the right hand or the forehead, and that no one could buy or sell anything, Without that mark, which was either the name of the beast or the number representing his name. Wisdom is needed here. Let the one with understanding solve the meaning of the number of the beast. For it is the number of man. His number is 666. Now, while this might be the most well-known prophecy in the Bible, I have gotten so many phone calls, emails, uh, social media responses. And then I've seen more than that of people saying, oh, don't do this, it's the mark of the beast. And a lot of that is probably coming about based upon what the world is facing today with our pandemic and uh, uprising, rioting, things like that. There's this outlook of people that are looking at, looking out for what could be the mark of the beast. So there's a couple of things I want to talk about, about the mark of the beast. One is, is that everyone will be given a choice. Everyone is going to choose to take the mark of the beast or not. And you cannot buy or sell anything without ultimately taking the mark of the beast. Now, there's also, and more importantly, a spiritual connotation that goes with this. People will be pledging their allegiance, worshiping, making a final decision not to follow Jesus, not to follow God. They will be pledging their allegiance to the beast, to the Antichrist. And each individual person has that choice. And that choice will be able to be able to buy and sell and to pledge allegiance. Or if you refuse to take the mark of the beast, the opposite of that is death. And the Bible tells us clearly that the Lord will be with each person that is there. Each person that does not take the mark of the beast. The Lord will be with them. The Lord will comfort them. Now, some people may say, well, this might not be relevant to me because I'm a Christian and I would go in the rapture. And I want to talk about that for just a second. We'll talk about that in the coming weeks of what is the rapture. The rapture is a, a catching away. It is a, 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 a time where the Lord will, will take, will remove. It says in the twinkle of an eye, will remove all believers from the world. There is some speculation here of when that happens in the seven-year period. Does it happen in the beginning, the middle, or, or closer to the end? But we do know one thing. that Whether all the Christians are taken before, there will be people that will come to know Christ after this rapture, after all the Christians are gone. And some of these people will come to believe because... They pick up a Bible and they they correlate with what is happening to this, or it might be people that understand and know it, but don't necessarily believe it if it was to happen now. That after these things take place, after the rapture happens and all Christians are, are gone in a split second, a person then would put their faith and trust. Either way, when these people put their faith and trust in Jesus, there will be believers after the rapture. These are people that will be faced with the mark of the beast, with choosing whether they take it or whether they don't. And this will be a very tough decision. Well, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be a tough decision, but it, it will be a decision that each person will have to make because each, each mother and father will have to make a decision not to get the mark and face death for them, for their children. All because they might want to feed their child or feed themselves. And they're looking at the opposite of that. But I want to be clear and say it again this is a final decision. This is something that each person will make. It is a fork in the road. It is a time to e- either follow self and pledge allegiance and worship the devil or to make a stand and to know that that is wrong and that your ultimate eternity rest with jesus rest with god in heaven now the significance of this mark is and the scripture tells us is either on the hand or on the forehead and there's a lot of people nowadays that say well the chip plan is is the mark of the beast or this is the mark of the beast or that's the mark of the beast and the truth is we really don't know i will say this everything in the bible that in past time people would say was symbolic like uh when it talks about israel and you must remember that israel was not around from 70 a.d all the way to 19 may of 1948 there was no israel so when people read that and they read about in times they thought well it just means israel symbolic since the country didn't exist but in 1948 israel became a country again There's a lot of other things. When we talk about a mark of a beast, the mark of the beast 100 years ago, people would think maybe that was uh, some sort of a a, a tattoo or a writing that someone would have on their hand uh, or on their forehead. And you might think, well, how is that play into some correlation of somebody being able to buy and sell? Would it just be somebody looking at it? And of course, nowadays we look at the technology and we see how that could, that could be really enforced and how that could really play a part in uh, times. But truthfully, we really don't know. We don't know what the mark of the beast is. I will say this. You will not and cannot take the mark of the beast by accident. There are so many ridiculous things out there about taking the mark of the beast. From uh, I heard one one time was, well, when somebody's on a computer, the, the screen is, is the mark on their forehead and them touching the mouse of the computer uh, is, is their hand. Ridiculous. These are These are ridiculous things. When you take, when someone chooses to take the mark of the beast, it is a choice and they know what they are choosing to do. It is not something that you could accidentally do. Some people, some people might say, "Well, how is this going to be implemented? How, would someone take over all governments, a one-world government, a cashless society, a one-world faith? Like Some people would say, well, that doesn't make sense. I don't understand how that could happen. We must remember what Jesus said about this. Jesus said that this deception would be so great that even if the elect could be deceived, if possible. And you think about that for a minute. Whatever the deception is, in whatever way that the devil comes and tries to lay all this out, people are going to buy into it. Jesus made it clear that the deception would be so great, even the elect might have a question, if it was possible. It's not possible, but if it was possible. We are faced with this choice. We must educate people. We must understand ourselves. We cannot take the mark of the beast by accident. We cannot take the mark of the beast and choose then to follow Jesus after that. It is a fork in the road. But whoever is faced with taking the mark of the beast and chooses not to, Is choosing eternal life with Jesus Christ. So if someone is watching this now, or someone is watching this in future generations, we must know that. We must educate people. We must educate the generations that are to come. When we look at the number 666 and we say, what is that? The Bible says in that verse, it says, those who have wisdom, understand and over the over the centuries people have done everything from looking at numerology of how these numbers could correlate to a specific person and all of that has proved to be a hundred percent fruitless but we do know that there will come a time there will come a time where people will have wisdom to understand what that number means and the significance of that person which will build faith in those people again at that time and they will know that that is the 666 points to this person being the deceiver that this person being uh, the tool that the devil is using or the devil is is filling the body of this individual to carry out these things that he wants to take place and the reason the 666 is so significant in the number of man is because We see over and over in scripture that 777 is completeness, 777 is God's number. And one question people might ask is, They say, well, okay, so when will all of this happen? What are some other things that will happen and how do we know? What does the Bible tell us about how we know when the end of time, the end of days will will come about? And the question and the answer to that is this is no one knows. Jesus made it clear. He said, no one knows the hour or the day, not the, son of, not the Son of God, not the angels in heaven, but only the Father knows. And his disciples came to him. Jesus is talking about the end of days, and the disciples say this. They say, this is in Luke 17, 37. They say, when will this happen, Lord? And Jesus says, just as the gathering of vultures shows there is a carcass nearby, so these signs indicate that the end is near. So while no one knows the hour or the day, Jesus is making it clear to us that we will know the season of his return. That we will know the season of these things that will come to pass. As I mentioned today, we talked about a small aspect of end time prophecy in future weeks we'll talk about more and more but the mark of the beast is a very popular prophecy that many people talk about and there's much confusion about it that is out there i hope we've brought more revelation and more clarity to the mark of the beast and the number 666 and actually what we know today Now i want to pray for you And then I encourage you to join us next week and in future weeks as we talk more and more and bring more revelation to these scriptures. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you that it is a two-edged sword. Lord, we pray that your word changes us. It causes us to become more and more like your son. Lord, we ultimately want to be like Jesus. Please open our mind, please open our heart that as we read, as we read the book of Revelation, as we read end time scripture that we would just have more revelation of understanding so that we could be prepared, so that we can be prepared either in our generation or that this is to come to pass in future generations that we can prepare the generations to come. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for ministering to us. We thank you for changing us. We pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Thank you for joining us today. Depending on your choice of social media, please subscribe, like our page, please share this message, leave a comment, so that this message can reach more people for Christ. God bless.